All right, everybody, welcome to episode 140 of the Fantasy Timeline, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network. I'm Josh at Real Fantasy TL, and I'm with the co-host with the most, Drew at DR underscore PRA. Drew, how are you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. Happy to be back for round two of some of these team reviews. Yeah, man. Uh, it seems like almost everybody is done. I think there might be some stragglers left, but I think for the most part, SFB drafts are completed. Uh, there's a rankings list going out. If I don't know if you've seen that or not. Um, yeah, so, it's a little painful. Uh, was your ranking painful or just thinking of all the work that has to go into that? Uh, more, more my ranking. I'm sure there was a lot of sweat equity put in, but, uh, yeah, we'll see, uh, let's see how things shake out. Uh, listen, I'll tell you the, the first year that I, uh, was in SFB, uh, these rankings came out and I, I mean, I was probably, I think I was like bottom five in my, uh, in my conference. Like it was just like. Yeah, this team is terrible. It's not going anywhere. And I made the playoffs. So it's one of those things where it's like anything can change between now and, you know, and even week one, never mind, you know, between now and week, what, 17? Yeah. Yeah, week 17. So, um, yeah, there's, there is a lot of, uh, a lot of room to grow on these things, but let's get into the news because we finally got some news, man. There's a lot of moving and uh, and goings on now that training camp has officially started. I'm so happy to say that everybody's in training camp, everybody's going, and we're going to go too. Uh, first bit of news: Josh Rosen signs with the Browns, and I, I put this on here because it seems like he's got a legit shot to be the backup as long as. Deshaun Watson is uh, is suspended, and we still don't know how long that's going to be. But you know, if you're in a you know if you're in a deeper uh, super flex league, you probably don't have you probably don't even have to waste a dollar of fab to get Josh Josh Rosen. Most people don't care, but you know, one Jacoby Brissett injury away from having a starting quarterback and. Those are those are players that usually ended up getting traded for thirds, and you didn't even spend any fab on it. So, uh, any thoughts yeah. about that one? No, just uh, yeah. I think some people put it out there. Uh, you know, you feel for the guy. He's supposed to come in and you know have a shot at starting and stuff originally, and he's been bounced around. And somebody pointed out his Twitter uh, profile picture versus the <laughs> banner versus his <laughs> descriptions. It's uh, like, yeah, yeah. I, I'm confused for the guy, but uh, you know, hopefully he settles in and uh, gets to do a little bit of what he he wants to do. For sure, for sure. Um, this next one, it's it's really unfortunate. Um, John Mechie uh, is going to miss the season with a form of leukemia. I didn't write it down because I knew I wouldn't be able to pronounce it. So, I mean, obviously, if you you've probably seen the statement he put out already. Uh, if you haven't, you can go on Twitter or on Google and and see it for yourself. But um, according to him, it seems like it's very treatable. So that's good news. 
but he's gonna he's gonna miss the season this year. So uh, I know a lot of people were using second round picks to pick up John Mechie. So kind of mm-hmm. just be aware and and we'll see if that leads to anyone else on the Texans maybe stepping up in his absence. Uh, another rookie who's going to be out for the season, Justin Ross, who had an amazing rookie season at, or I shouldn't say rookie season, freshman season at, at Clemson, and then just injuries got him. And, you know, he got drafted to the Chiefs. Yeah. I know some people were hoping for the best with that, but uh, it looks like those injuries still haven't fully healed. So he's going to, uh, he's going to miss the season because apparently if you put somebody on the IR, before I forget what it is before week one of preseason or something like that, or before the first round of cuts, I can't remember what the exact rule is. They're automatically out for the season. So he's going to miss the season. Do you have, did you draft any Justin Ross anywhere? I've got a couple teams where I use like a, an early third, uh, just take a a shot. You know, if I felt deep at wide receiver or if that was right couple of contending teams that I've got that I felt like sure went out, you know, if he hits, he hits, but out of my 20 plus teams, just so I think maybe two or three teams at most that I've got him on. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. I don't have him on any of my teams. So, um, but I know a lot of people were, were having him kind of as a, a sleeper at, at a rookie draft that could do something. Um, let's, uh, let's slide to some good news. Um, Jameis coming off the ACL injury, participating in team drills, which is what you always want to see at this time of year when you have a guy coming off of injury. Obviously, you know the the Saints uh, the Saints put some things around him. You know, and you can say, well, maybe it's not around yep. him; it's for the next guy. But you know, they draft Chris Olave in the first round, give up a lot of capital to get him. Uh, they signed Jarvis Landry. Uh, Michael Thomas is is on his way back. So um, some big moves there. So um, how do you feel about Jameis just kind of overall? Uh, it's certainly boom bust. I, I don't have him anywhere. Uh, either I wasn't willing to pay what people wanted uh, during the last few months to get him, and I, I don't believe in him enough to, to pay up. Uh, depends on the format of your league, too. Um, if you're in something like SFB where – you know, accuracy matters and consistency matters unless he's just going to be your QB three for bye weeks. And you hope he's got that, you know, four touchdown, maybe two interception game that week. But uh, I like the guy. He's fun to watch. Um, but yeah, I don't have him anywhere. Cause I, I'm not, I haven't been willing to, to make a move for him at this point, uh, but I, I'd love him in a best ball format. So I, yeah, I actually need to take a look. I don't think I have him in any of the eliminators this is where I should have <laughs> probably gotten him if I was going to get him. I like that. I like that thought, though. Uh, best ball is really where you want to uh, where you want to grab them. Uh, let's move on here. J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edward, uh, David Bell, among others that you probably have on your teams or maybe we're looking to acquire are on the, the pup. And just as a reminder, I'm sure everybody, if you're listening to this, you probably know it. But just in case you don't preseason pup is unlike regular season pup literally you can have a guy on pup today off pup tomorrow that's what preseason pup is i mean think clyde edwards alaire was on pup for like two days uh bellinger the tight end from the giants was on for like a day or two so uh obviously you know guys that are injured coming off of injury 
you would rather see them not put on the pup. But just remember that that can be very easily turned around the next day and they're not on the pup anymore. So um, here's one. This one kind of, it, it, it hurts me in my heart a little bit. Um, Chris Carson retires. Uh, obviously, we, we knew about the severe neck injury last year. I think he was trying to work himself back and see if he could do it, but um, I don't think that happened. And, you know, he decided that it would just be better for him to retire than to try to, you know, play and maybe do some further injury. Um, I always liked Chris Carson. Uh, Chris Carson is kind of like Kirk Cousins to me. It's like the dude wasn't flashy, but he always got you points and everyone always just seemed to kind of overlook him. He wasn't really talked about ever. Um, I know I had Chris Carson on a lot of teams over the years. So um, shout out to Chris Carson and and thanks for the memories, man. I mean, there was, there were some weeks where Chris Carson, man, was just in your lineup and it's just like, Hey, this RB two, you know, and you never had to really worry about it. So uh, how did you, how did you uh, feel about Chris Carson? Were you a big Chris Carson guy or? Yeah, I always enjoy seeing the the underdogs, the guys that nobody ex- expects anything from, come out and show what they can do. And uh, you know, he played a style that showed he. It looked like he just embraced what he had and loved every moment of it. So, um, and from what I understand, it looks like the Seahawks did right by him as well, and how they they ended his uh, his time with the team. So he's eligible for some of the the uh, benefits with the CBA that's in place now. So uh, good on them for as much crap as we give some of that organization, but uh, good to see them do right by him. And hopefully, yeah, hopefully he finds what's next and, you know, moves on to the next chapter of his, uh, his career and whatever that's going to be here. Yeah. uh, I'm with you. Hope all the best for uh, Chris Carson. And then probably the main event, Julio Jones. We, we've been talking about him. Is he going to sign with the Packers? Is he going to sign with, you know, insert wide receiver needy team here? He goes to a not wide receiver needy team. Uh, and he signs with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then reports came out a few days later that he might be inheriting some of Gronk's uh, targets, which I found very interesting. Uh, so. What do you think about this move? Does this do anything for uh, you trying to acquire Julio Jones or does it not matter? What are you thinking about this one? Uh, I think I've got Julio on maybe two teams and I'm, I'm interested to see what people will give me for him. I, I'm not giving more than, you know, maybe a third midway into the season if I just need some depth or something, if he's still healthy. I I don't know. He's either going after touchdowns if he's getting Gronk's roots or he's going after a ring if he thinks this is his last shot with Tom Brady on the way out, which uh, I get that. Uh, I just hope he ends on a, on a high note. I, last year was definitely not the year I wanted to see him retire after. So I hope he gets some run. It'll be interesting to see him go back into his uh, original NFC South uh, division there. So, you know, be fun to watch him play Falcons again, but I mean, even his old Falcons team is a, a totally different uh, look now. So, uh, but yeah, I, I hope he ends well. I've always liked him since he came into the league and, um, you know, hopefully he makes a good run of it this year. But as far as fantasy goes, you know, I'll, I'll take him as a throw in here and there. Somebody just, you know, you know, you want to throw Julio in and add it 
instead of like a, a fourth round pick or something, I'll take it. Yeah, I I'm curious to see what Julio Jones is if he can stay healthy. Like everyone says, like you know he's washed, he's this, he's that. But have we in the last what two years have we seen him healthy enough to really determine if he's even washed? I mean he's he's been hurt, and that could be age, by the way. I mean that you know maybe that's a version of being washed that he's yep. he's older and he can't stay healthy. His body is not you know keeping up with him anymore. But if the Bucks work their magic and they can keep him healthy. I would be very interested to see what Julio Jones is now, you know, so I'm not rushing out to try to acquire him. Uh, I know in the uh, FTC. Oh, okay. Uh, In the FTC, the fantasy timeline chat, just remember if you want to get in on that, just, just hit a drawer eye up in the DMS or hit up uh, Mm -hmm. at fantasy timeline in the DMS and say, you want to get in. Uh, It's a fun place to be, but um our our boy Bill McCarthy at Super Duplex said, you know, somebody in his league was, you know, just spamming everybody trying to get a second for Julio Jones. And I'm not there yet because as much as I say if they can no. keep him healthy, you know, I wonder what he is. I gotta I gotta first bank on him being healthy and then I have to secondly bank on him being usable. And that that could be very tough with uh we got Mike Evans, we got Russell Gage, and there's kind of been conflicting reports on whether or not Chris Godwin will be ready week one. So if he's ready week one, I mean, we're talking about what the fourth wide receiving option, you know, that, that's, yeah. that could be a lot. So and maybe he's there just to hold over, right? Maybe he's there for the, to get him through September until Godwin's a hundred percent. And then from there right. he's, he's depth or something. Right. And that's a good, uh, yeah, let's hit this question up from Jesse Shaw. What up, Jesse? Um, how, how much percentage of fab would you pay for him? So he could be on some waiver wires because he's been uh, a free agent for what four months now, pretty much. And, um, you know, he somebody could have just said, Hey, man, screw this. I'm not, I'm not dealing with it. Um, so, Drew, why don't you go first? Um, Percentage-wise, what what would yeah, you want to pay in Fab to possibly get your hands on Julio Jones? Uh, I'm throwing maybe three to five percent max out there to keep people honest. If I get him for three, four, five percent, and he's uh, serviceable for uh, a couple of weeks, fine. Um, you know, if he's serviceable for half the season then great. You've got great bang for your buck. Or maybe uh, it was fun watching uh, in one of our chats here. I think it was Bobby. Um, Bobby was talking about how he's taking some of these cheap fab guys and then turning them into more fab later. Uh, yeah. Or, you know, late round guys that he's taken uh, that end up hitting and then he's getting more fab than what that pick might've been worth. Uh, so that that's something that I'd look at as well. So, you know, you might be able to, to flip him for something a little bit better or package him for something more, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not throwing more than like maybe three to five percent out there right now, preseason to, uh, you know, hopefully keep people honest. And maybe somebody else has to go up a little bit higher. And, uh, but yeah, if you if you nab them for three percent or something, I'm fine with that. But I'm not. I'm not going anywhere near ten percent. 
How about you? Yeah, it's tough because I I think my tops would be would be five percent, but I don't think in the majority of the leagues that will win you Julio Jones. So then it it really comes down to how much do you value Julio Jones for? You know, how bad do you want him? You know, if it's a must have on your roster, you're probably having you're probably having to go ten percent in a lot of leagues. And and I'm talking just like out of every dynasty league in the world where Julio Jones is sitting on a waiver wire. You know what I mean? I know you and I, we play with a lot of sharp people. We play with a lot of analysts, a lot of podcasters, so on and so forth. But I'm just thinking kind of like the quote-unquote home dynasty league where Julio Jones is sitting on a waiver wire. You know, you know, your cousin or your uncle or somebody was like, man, Julio Jones was good back in the day. He's he's with Tom Brady now. I don't know if you saw the tweet where – um Someone put Randy Moss's age thirty-two year, uh, his age thirty-two season with Brady and uh, Antonio Brown's thirty-two, uh, age thirty-two season with Tom Brady, and it was like you know, both guys were well over a thousand yards. Uh, Randy Moss was double-digit touchdowns. I think uh, Antonio Brown was like eight or nine touchdowns, and they're like, oh, you know, he has magic with old guys. You know what I mean? I don't think that's going to be Julio Jones this year. But there's probably somebody in that like home league who's like, I, I think about it. I saw the tweet. It could happen. And that's why I'm saying like, I think 10% and a lot of, you know, if we're talking about every dynasty league where he's available. What about, uh, you know, we're, we're going to be an SFB review tonight. What about if he happens to be on waivers in your SFB league? What are you putting on him for, for this year? Let's say maybe you thought, Wide receiver was deeper, so you want heavy RB, uh, heavy tight end or something like that. And wide receiver is not not as deep as you wanted or you're relying on some rookies right now in the, the later rounds and Julio's just sitting there looking at you. What would you throw at him then? If if, if he's a have-to-have, like if I, if I wake up tomorrow and I go, he has to be on my team. There's no way, no how, he has to be on my team. I got to throw 10%. Because guess what? Yeah. Every 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 division is different, so yep. you don't know if the analyst sitting next to you has some kind of breakdown where he's got Julio Jones going for seven fifty and eight touchdowns. You don't know if a fan was an Atlanta Falcons fan their whole life or a Georgia Bulldogs fan their whole life, and they've just loved Julio Jones since Julio Jones was alive, and they want him. So if, he, if he's a have-to-have, me, I probably would throw like 3% and let the chips fall where they may, you know. Um, but like, I mean, the, the my last two picks were – well, barring my, my last round quarterback, were Jeff Wilson and Kenyon Drake. And I'm like, do I really want to drop one of them for Julio Jones for the fourth receiving option? I mean, those are two guys that are backup running backs that could definitely, you know, we know how often running backs get injured. Like, 
they could be starting games very easily. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm not in as yeah. in on Zamir White as some people. And let's face it, the the 49ers start almost every running back on their roster at least once yeah, every season. Sometime. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. Jeff Wilson is probably he's probably getting some burn at some point, you know, during the season. So yeah. um, I don't think yeah. I would drop either one of them for uh, for Julio Jones. But yeah, I mean, yeah, and the, and the good thing, Jesse, I, I, is he said here he meant for uh, Scott Fish. Um, we don't have to make that decision right away either because the first round of waivers doesn't even run until September. Um, so I think in most cases, unless like Josh said, you absolutely have to have him now to feel like you've got some better depth. I am I am saving a fair amount of my fab for late August. Uh, see where injuries go, see where some of the things shift around. So unless you really have, you know, a beat reporter or something, somebody local that you really trust and, and they've got a good track record, then, you know, maybe you want to sneak somebody a little cheaper now. I know a couple of years ago, like my father-in-law was huge on James Robinson and his college career. So he was nabbing him on waivers for $0 in July. Uh, and that worked out great for him. So if you got, you know, radar like that, go for it but I'm not going to spend a bunch of fab at this point until uh, I have a little better sense of what's going on, you know, where uh, maybe some depth starts shake out and stuff like that. So, uh, but yeah, Jesse, uh, let me get there. Depending on what your team looks like, if you need that extra receiver, then you know, go ahead and be aggressive. If you need it. But I think wide receiver is one of those positions that we feel like we can pretty well churn through throughout the season, especially in a redraft league like Scott fish. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't throw a lot of it or commit a lot of it to him right now. For sure. For sure. So we we got through that and I think uh I think Corey summed it up perfectly. He said can't wait to hear round 2 of SFB 12 reviews. You know what? We can't wait to talk about it. So why don't we go what round 2? We got so many of these Drew that it was like how do we not do another another round of this? Like we're, you know, we're pretty much officially at the end. So let's do yeah, this, man. Let's have let's some fun. Let's have some fun with this. So this is our, our first one here from at Dynasty Legs. So, you know, let me start this one off here. Um, he went back to back uh, with the quarterback in the first and second round. Dak Prescott, Jalen Hurts. Um. Then just three straight running backs, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, and Zeke Elliott. So he gets that Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott stack. And I do think Zeke Elliott is going to have a good amount of receptions this year with uh, with Amari Cooper out of town. Um, the top three wide receivers that he'll probably be starting every week, uh, Jalen Waddell, Amari Cooper, uh, previously mentioned, and Chris Godwin. If for some reason Chris Godwin can't go week one, it's going to be Tyler Lockett. Uh, TJ Hawkinson as a starting tight end. And then, uh, you know, let's see some, you know, Chase Claypool. We'll go through some of the highlights here. Um, Tyler Boyd is another one. Uh, Dante Foreman, who I think will be the backup in Carolina. Odo Beckham, I like that. Uh, that stash pick there um and tyler Beatty in the last round i mean that dude might be the starter depending on what gus edwards and jk dobbins look like 
uh, before week one. So, um, I quarterback, I like Dak Prescott, Jalen Hurts, and Marcus Mariota. You know, I'm not a Jalen Hurts fan. It's been known, especially in a format like this, where accuracy is of the utmost. Um, now the running could make up for that, but everyone keeps telling me that they're going to be more pass happy because they got AJ Brown. So we kind of can't have it both ways. We can't say, uh, the rushing will save the day, but they're going to pass more, you know, it's got to be one or the other, um, running back. I like, I like what he did here at running back. I know his RB four is your guy, Drew. Devin Singletary, and I'm not going to say anything more about it because I know you you will get me more information than that. Um, wide receiver, um, like I like the depth, man. I like what you got starting, and I like the depth. And then um, tight end, you got T.J. Hawkinson. You got to hope for that healthy season though, because I, you know, in the 21st round, Tommy Trumbull was taken, and you know. If you got to rely on Tommy Tremble for more than just a bi-week fill-in, it could get a little dicey. Um, so what do you think, uh, Drew? Uh, tell me what you like on this team, what you don't like on this team. Yeah, I, I like the quarterback, quarterback star. Uh, Hertz is really more of a, if you believe in him, then that's great value. If you don't, then you probably had other options because you know they were QB 8 and 9. So that means maybe like Russ Wilson was there. Um, yep. Matthew Stafford was probably there. Yep. You had a couple other guys that could have been similarly valued. But again, if you believe in Jalen Hurts, then based on where you're picking, there's no way he's lasting till 301 either. Mm-hmm. Um, so you gotta gotta pick uh, pick your guy and stick with him. So I don't I don't hate it. Uh, I think I probably skew more favorable for Jalen Hurts this year in general uh, than you do. So I don't, I don't hate it. Um, I think that's a good, good upside play. I think there'll be some weeks where your quarterbacks could really uh, give you the push you need over the edge. Um, running back is solid. I, that starting four is really good for redraft this year. Uh, who knows what will happen with Kamara. I don't know that we've seen much news recently about what to expect for him, but even if he does get suspended and you have to play Zeke as your RB two, or you're playing cook Zeke and Singletary's part of your flex. That's, that's a really nice stable of running backs to pick from week in, week out. Uh, and then, yeah, the depth on the back end is, is really nice as well. Um, wide receiver. I, I like it. I dig it. You know, I Tyler Lockett 1101 is fine. It's probably good value. Um, I think I'm probably a little bit more hesitant on Tyler Lockett this year because of the quarterback drop uh, in talent there. So unless they get somebody, I don't even know if there's anybody out there that could be on the move that I would feel better about him getting. Um, but between Waddle, Cooper, and whatever Godwin's back, it'll be a solid starting three every week, I think. Uh, Claypool is a great fill-in uh, if you need to start him for Godwin. And even Boyd and, and Parker, I think Parker could do decent in New England as well still. Another year with Mac Jones there. Uh, you know, Belichick tends to bring the best out of guys that have been struggling in other places. And if he hasn't been cut yet, he must be doing something right in New England. Um, and yeah, I love Beckham. I guess that's a question. Uh, would you rather have uh, Odell Beckham or Julio as your dart throw wide receiver now that you know that uh, Julio signed with the Bucks? Uh, Odell. Yeah. I mean, we saw what 
Odell could still be once he was put into an offense with a competent head coach. I mean, we just, I mean, we saw that Super Bowl. I mean, he was on pace for like 300 yards in that game. I mean, there was, there was nothing that uh, Cincinnati could do to stop him. I mean, the only yeah. thing that stopped him was the injury. I mean, he yeah. was just it, all over the place. So yeah, if it was going to be, because I also don't, I also can't believe that Odell Beckham, you know, who might be out to like week eight or something like that is then going to sign with, you know, Jacksonville, you know, he's going to yeah. sign with a contender. He's going to sign with a team that has, you know, a really good quarterback. So it's not this worry of, oh, what if he signs, you know, in Detroit? What if he signs in, you know, Atlanta? He's not going to any of those places. He's going to a contender um, when he's medically cleared. Yeah. Knowing what I know, that knowing what I know today with Julio signing, that, that gets a little bit more difficult for me. Uh, again, I guess depending on what your wide receiver room looks like, but I think I I tend to agree. I'd rather have Beckham, knowing that he's a little bit younger and uh, still closer to a better performance. Yeah, he certainly earned his ring back in in February. Um, yeah, I think tight end is definitely uh, where there's some risk here, not having some more depth. But again, you never know. You know, you could find the person that's going to be uh, this year's Bob Tunyon from three years ago. There's somebody out there on waivers maybe that could uh, fill in for a few weeks. And then, yeah, quarterback, you know, the QB3 situation. If Hertz doesn't work out as well as you hope, um, you know, then you hope that Mariota stays healthy. I don't know if Ritter is still out there or somebody else picked him up. Maybe, you, you know, package him somewhere along the way if you find out pretty early on that either you don't need your kicker or uh, not, I don't know who else you drop right away here. But um Maybe Damian Williams. I don't know. So overall, I, I like the build. I think there's uh, there's a good starting core in here uh, for starting Prescott and Hertz. Three of those four running backs any given week. Your top three, probably all four running backs week one, and then your top three wide receivers. Then Hawkinson. So uh, I like the team overall. Uh, hopefully, you know, a couple of guys come back strong and a couple other guys stay healthy. You got Delvin Cook there that you know typically has had uh, a few weeks that he's missed, but you've got the depth to fill in for that. So uh, I like the build overall. I think this is a, a pretty solid team that should have a, a good shot at playoffs. How about you? So you're going playoffs. You know what? Normally a team that rocks Jalen Hurts and Marcus Mariota as QB two and three, I would have to give a big thumbs down to. But, oh, my goodness, the rest of this team, man, I mean, there's not really a pick besides the two QBs that I that I don't like. I, I mean, and that's hard to say in a 22-round draft. But, yeah, I think this is a playoff team. I think everywhere else kind of overcomes the the lack of quarterback, so to speak. And yeah, I think I think it's a for sure playoff team, you know, right now, today, uh, July twenty seventh. So um yeah, good job, Dynasty Legs. You got this one. Uh let's move on to the to the next one here. This one here is from at FF Angie CMS. All right, so um 
Drew, why don't you start this one off? Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. Man. Uh, so this is unique from all the ones we reviewed so far. No quarterback until round four with Matt Ryan uh, is bold. Um, but yeah, I mean, Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, uh, again, another team out of the 112. So getting the early third round reversal, which I think a lot of people would have expected to be a quarterback then. Uh, mm-hmm. But they, they rolled Najee. Ooh, um, running back is a little rough. You know, Najee is your RB1 is fine. You got CEH, then Damian Harris is your RB2 and 3. Uh, that, that's a little risky to me. Um, I mean, wide receivers, hard to argue with the top four with Pittman and Cook. So I feel pretty good there. Uh, even AJ Green in the back half of the draft, you know, could be decent early on. If he stays healthy, you've got Hopkins out. So for the first six, seven weeks, he could be a solid contributor. Um, and then a guy we talked about, Jameis. So you've got Matt Ryan, Jameis, and Mitch Trubisky. Uh, a little risky here. I think Matt Ryan could be a back-end quarterback one in Indy. You know, they'll keep him upright. He's got a couple of weapons. Um, you know, Jonathan Taylor can catch out of the backfield. Tight end is Gesicki and Albert O with Tyler Conklin rounding it out. Um, yeah, definitely an interesting build, a little contrarian to where I think most people go in a Superflex tournament. Uh, not not my favorite build from what we've seen, knowing how important quarterback is, especially accurate quarterback. And then, you know, running back, it's just going to be patching together whatever you can. Uh, so starting a lot of wide receivers, possibly two tight ends, depending on how Alvaro uh, does with Russ there. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't have as much confidence in this one uh, for sure. Uh, especially with the later QB, but, um, you know, maybe, maybe Jameis figures some things out this year and maybe he's more of a 60, 62% completion guy. And, uh, you know, maybe he'll turn some things around and he'll, he, he has that upside to really put some weeks away for you. But, um, you know, especially now that we've seen Michael Thomas back at practice, uh, got some weapons there, but yeah, not, not the route that I would choose. I know you picked from the 112 as well, Josh. So what are your thoughts uh, coming out of the same draft spot? Uh, I will say that Angie uh, has a lot more guts than I would have. Uh, I did come out of the 112, and I went quarterback, quarterback, uh, because, you know, she did get Matt Ryan at QB 17. At 412, which means that was the 48th pick and only 17 QBs were taken. I know that, um, I know that I think eight QBs were taken in the first round in my division. So I guess that all kinds of, you know, what if at 112, six quarterbacks were taken? Or five quarterbacks were taken. You know, what if what if the two tight ends got taken? Uh what if you know, CMC and JT got taken? You know, there it could have been a situation where she said, All right, let's let's double tap and see where this goes. Uh I I like the wide receivers, and I do like the fact that she she did double stack. She got Matt Ryan and Michael Pittman. She got Jameis and Chris Olave. 
I mean, technically, you could say a triple stack if you want to count Mitch Trubisky to uh, to Najee Harris. We know Najee Harris was catching that ball last year like a madman. So, um, but running back is very, very treacherous. Uh, Najee, that's fine. But like you said, you know, besides CEH and Damian Harris, I mean, the, the reserves are Marlon Mack. Uh, Darrell Williams, who's now the backup to James Conner in Arizona, uh, and Damian Williams, who is the backup to it seems like a few people. Um, so the the depth is not there. Um, but tight end, um, I kind of like that double tap at the you know uh, in the eleventh and twelfth round. Uh, Mike Gusecki, I mean, we're supposed to love this Miami offense, but Mike Gusecki is like nowhere to be found. And he was pretty good last year. Obviously, different offense. Tyreek Hill is in town now. There's about 400 running backs. But I, I still like Mike Gusecki for this year. And Alberto, obviously, he's been hyped up and the hype has cooled off a little bit. But um, I, I do like tight end. Uh, Tyler Conklin is low key. Uh, a nice pick in the 21st round. Uh, looks like he's been kind of leading the way, uh, not CJ Uzama. So uh, that might be a sneaky pick there too. It, this may be the first time, and Drew, you can correct me if I'm wrong, that we've seen 100 wide receivers taken in a division. That uh, is wild. Getting Nick Westbrook Akine at the twenty-two twelve, the Mister Irrelevant of this of the Atlanta Georgia division, um, with wide receiver one hundred, which is which is crazy. But um, yeah, um, I, I I don't I don't think this team can make the playoffs. Um, it's going to be tough at quarterback especially if you hit an injury. If Jameis gets hurt again, you're running Matt Ryan and Mitch Trubisky. And I like Matt Ryan. I think Matt Ryan is going to be good in this format this year. And honestly, I think Mitch will be fine. I think, and I know a lot of people disagree with me on this, but I think he's going to start the majority of the games for the, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I, I think you'll be fine there, but you are banking on my optimism of Mitch Trubisky, which is thing about this guy in Chicago who took his team to the playoffs twice twice with Allen Robinson, David Montgomery, and a bunch of Chicago substitute teachers. Now he's got Deontay Johnson. Hopefully I know he's he's holding out. Chase Claypool. Uh they drafted uh Pickens and Calvin Austin. They have Najee Harris. They have Pat Fryer move. So this is by far the most talented set of skill position players he's ever played with. Um, but it is one of those things where, um, you know, that's me. That's my rose-colored glasses on Mitch. Um, a lot of things could also go wrong for Mitch. So I don't want to make it seem like he's a lock at the spot. But um, 
Yeah, what do you think, Drew? And there you go. She said, I went that way because it seemed like the best route for me at the time. And that's the thing. You know, we say this, I think, almost every time we review one of these. Every division is different. Yeah. A guy, a guy that goes in the first round in one division doesn't go to the middle of the second. Jalen Hurts is a guy in, in my division. Didn't go to the middle of the second round, which a lot of people would be like, that's insane. That's crazy. But that was my division. You know, I know there were probably some divisions where he went mid first, you know, not, yeah, not mid second. So, um, obviously we we're doing this just for fun. We're doing this because, um, it's a good time, but we're not sitting in every division, you know, kind of mapping out like, okay, uh, there's a quarterback run here or no one's taking a running back in a while. You know, we're, we're kind of going based off of uh, one roster, but what do you think here, Drew? Is this, uh, is this team going to be uh, in the playoffs or is this team uh, waiting for next year? Uh, this for me is a team that I think will either uh, make it pretty handily. If things hit right, um, you know, some strong upside, really strong wide receiver core, if, you know, running back two and three uh, are serviceable, uh, if Najee does what he did last year, then uh, I think this team either, you know, does really, really well in the division or uh, I could see a couple of things that would uh, throw a wrench in it here. And then, yeah, uh, they would miss it, uh, you know, by a good bit. I don't know that this is going to be a on the fence team from face value at this point, but that's the beauty of SFB. Like you said earlier, looking at the, the value-based draft board that's out there now, you have, we have no idea where anything will land. But, uh, yeah, based on what I'm seeing so far, um, you know, like you said, a lot more guts there, Angie. Good for you for going against the grain a little bit and taking the value that came to you. And hopefully uh, it works out well. Yeah. Shout-out. Um, and, and actually, shout-out to everybody. If you put If you put your team on here and say, all right, let me know what you think, you're brave. Because there's a lot of people who probably saw that and said, "Not me, man. You're not you're not gonna tear my team apart. You're not gonna you're not gonna talk bad about my strategy." So, uh, good good on everybody who uh, who did it up. But let let's hit this next one here uh, at Renshaw Fantasy. Another twelve. I put this in the twelves chat, and the twelves just came came through. They were like, "Yeah, let's go. Let's <laughs> good group. Let's, let's give these guys some content." Um, I'll start Oof. this one here. Uh, the one-two double tap, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson. I will say uh, these two guys have the same bye week, and I was I was honestly going back and forth about Russell Wilson and Tom Brady in my division, and that was literally the like that like tiny crack of the tiebreaker that I used because I I love both of these guys in this format so. Um, Renshaw, he didn't care. He said, I'll take the L one week, possibly. <laughs> um, but he, he double taps a the quarterback. Then he hits up Dalvin Cook, Javante Williams, Alvin Kamara in the next three rounds. Uh, I also did Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara. I think my only difference was I took Joe Mixon, I believe, was uh, was the guy I had there instead. Um and then follows it up with four straight wide receivers. Uh, Terry McLaurin, Cortland Sutton, Chris Godwin, Michael Thomas. 
uh, he ra- he rounds out the tight end room by taking his first tight end at twelve twelve Evan Ingram, fifteen oh one Brevin Jordan, nineteen oh one Daniel Bellinger, and then twenty twelve Dan Arnold. Um, I I like the starting lineup of this team, like I really do. Um, just. I just like it all over the place. And I will say Michael Thomas at 901, I don't like. Like I don't. I I worry about a guy who has not played for two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, that worries me. Especially when that team went out and used the first round pick and traded a lot of other picks to get Chris Olave. And I'm not an Olave guy, but you know. They're going to try to put him out there and try to pepper him because the cost says they have to. And they signed Jarvis Landry. Mm-hmm. And if Alvin Kamara doesn't get him, doesn't get a suspension this year, you have you also have Alvin Kamara out there. Um, so that that was a pick I didn't like. But depth wise, I mean Melvin Gordon. You know, not only are you handcuffing, but you know Melvin Gordon was good last year. He was the whole reason why people were slightly down on Javante because they were like, well, it was a 50-50 split. I mean, obviously, new team, new offense, all of that. But I think that's some good depth there. You know me, at 14-12, Kenny Galladay, number one wide receiver for the Giants. Let's go. Like, let's do this thing. Um, And that, you know, and then some other guys. I'm... I and you may laugh at me for this. I like Renshaw's last three tight ends more than I like his first tight end. <laughs> I really do. I, if, if if I had to rank these guys, I would I would put Evan Ingram fourth. But um, a really I I think a really good job here. What do you think, Drew? What do you like? What do you dislike about this team? Uh, I'll start with what I'm not a fan of. Uh, Justin Tucker, I don't care how consistent he is at the end of the 10th. Um, <laughs> knowing that Evan Ingram was the tw- uh, 21st tight end there, I, I still would have taken a shot at, I don't know, whoever was maybe tight end 15 to 20 right? Uh, at that pick probably. Because, um, yeah, I am not an Evan Ingram fan in general. It uh, doesn't help that we see a, a video of him today in training camp dropping an easy pass, but damn, that's everybody's gonna throw that stuff up there. But uh, just doing his thing, you know. Uh, Ingram gonna Ingram, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, running backs are solid. I like Cook, Javante, Kamara. Uh, I'm fine with Melvin Gordon later on. You know, I, one of those things. I think we talked about this a few weeks ago. Do we prefer, you know, our our starters back up or somebody else's format like this? Because Gordon is good enough, I, I think it makes sense. Uh, I'm fine with Rojo. I Honestly, I could flip a coin between Ronald Jones and CEH in, in Kansas City. Um, I think I actually ended up with Rojo on my team because I was pretty pretty thin at running back. Uh, not a fan of Galladay. I mean, I, we talked about him a few weeks ago as well with the Giants and who we think uh, could or should have an opportunity there. But uh, McLaurin, Sutton, Godwin, Thomas – uh, it seems good on paper. Uh, I picked up Randall Cobb late as well. You know, hard not to take the guy that 
probably starts with the most trust with uh, Aaron Rodgers. Just a lot of, for me, face value here, a lot of Denver guys on this team. So you're expecting a lot from the Broncos this year um, between their starting quarterback, their backfield, and uh, presumably their wide receiver one. Um, so maybe they maybe they do. And we've talked about this division. There should be some shootouts there. So there'll probably be some high-scoring games. Uh, and hopefully you get the right combination for the right weeks when you need it. But yeah, the the starting quarterbacks I like a lot. I like Dak. I like Russ as a pair. I like Jimmy G as your third uh, as QB thirty two. I think that's a, a solid pickup there and way to wait for that quarterback. But yeah, I think my biggest beef is with uh, Justin Tucker at the end of the tenth instead of whichever tight end would have been there. Even if it was you know for me, uh, I don't know, Irv possibly there if you'd gotten uh, maybe. Uh, trying to think of who else could have been who knows maybe at that point unless people are totally crazy in your league maybe you've gotten somebody like a Dawson Knox around there or something or an Albert O but at at that point I would have taken Albert O instead of Melvin Gordon but um but yeah I think like you said the starting lineup looks really solid until you get to the tight end part and that's uh pretty clear where they decided to give a little bit with this team um and then we'll see we'll see how Michael Thomas works out we'll see how soon Chris Godwin's back uh, I did like our first team better having a couple of other guys like uh, Claypool uh, or Lockett that they could start for Godwin. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty much out on Michael Thomas as well. But, uh, but yeah, uh, good front end here and then some interesting picks in the back half that could work out really nicely as well. All right, so here is the, the big part, the, the big decision we get to make for every team. Is this team in the playoffs or is this team going to say better enough, better luck next year? I think think they've got a good chance at it. I I would give them probably a a 70% chance of getting in. Yeah. I I like this team. I like, uh, I like the depth of this team. Um, Alec Pierce uh, is an interesting play there in the 16th round. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I like the I like the depth of this team. I like the starting lineup of this team. I think I think they're in it as well. Um. I think that they're going to. Uh, I think they're going to enjoy their uh, their SFB season. But here you go. I there is uh there's one team that I want you to take a look at. And tell me what you think. This is this is very important here. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's put this up here. All right. I don't know if you can see that, Drew. I think you can. Mm-hmm. Some some sure dude, can. some dude named at Real Fantasy TL. Um, guy probably doesn't even play fantasy, but um, <laughs> but let here you go. We you can give me an unbiased look at my team uh what do you like what do you not like actually i'll just i'll read through some some parts of the team kind of the starting lineup and then you can pick apart um what you like and dislike so i did what a lot of 12s did and i i hit the double tap at quarterback at 112 and 201 with dak prescott and tom brady um my my starting running backs will be 
Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara. Uh, starting wide receivers will be T. Higgins, Terry McLaurin, and Devonta Smith. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson starting at uh, at tight end. Um, I even threw a kicker in there just to uh, just to appease friend of the show Lindellians, and I got uh, Harrison Bucker in the fourteenth round at fourteen twelve. All right, do your worst, Drew. All right. Um, first things that uh, I'm looking at, uh, running back, I think you and I approached similarly. We got a couple of uh, decent guys on the front end, kind of more of a, I don't know if you want to call it a modified hero RB, and then waited <laughs> a little later for some depth, um, which as long as, again, you got a couple guys that have some built-in risk between health and or suspension. Um, we'll see how Pollard does. I'm excited to see what, the split looks like this year. Uh, I think most accounts are saying that Zeke is in good shape and ready to to carry the majority of that workload. But you know, Pollard any given week could rip off you know four for eighty and a touchdown or two. So um, like him there. Uh, wide receivers look good to me, man. I I am jealous of everybody who got T Higgins in the fifth. Um, I uh, I ended up taking Chase, his teammate at three hundred one. Because uh, I wasn't sure if Higgins would make it, and of course, since I took Chase, Higgins was sitting there looking at me <laughs> at the end of the fourth and the early fifth. But I, I think that's a great. Him. I think that's a great value. Chase at three hundred one. Like I that, hope so. That's kind of criminal to me that 20, 24 guys were were taken ahead of him. I mean, I'm not saying that he should have been one hundred one, but <sighs> all right, keep going. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I like the wide receiver room, man, with Higgins, McLaurin, Devonta Smith. Uh, I like Jacoby Myers. I like taking a shot of that New England offense between Myers, Parker. Uh, those are probably the first two guys that I'm looking at. And then, of course, Dynasty, you look at um, – God, why can't I think of the kid's name that they picked up this year? Uh, fastest kid at the Combine, right? Tyquan Thornton. Yeah, Tyquan Thornton. I, I got him in a couple teams. Um, interesting uh, – curious to know who is around – um, at that turn where you picked up Tyler Boyd as well, since you double dipped on Cincinnati there. I did. I just, I felt like his, um, I felt like that was too low for him. Uh, yeah. it wasn't really the intention. Uh, but it was one of those things where I was looking at it and I was saying, boy, um, I feel like the 55th, yeah. um, yeah, wide receiver seems a little light to me, and I get it. You know, the other guys in front of them are obviously going to feast. We like those guys a lot, but um, here we go. Let's look at who, which wide receivers went after him. Um, the next wide receiver didn't go to thirteen oh seven. That was Kenny Galladay. Mm. Um, thirteen ten was Kadarius Tony. Thirteen mm-hmm. eleven was Miko Hardman, so that's kind of th- yeah. those are the next three wide receivers that went. Nice. Um, Devontae Parker went at fourteen oh three. Again, so that's kind of like Myers. So yeah, and I, I like you, young. I like the Pickens and uh, Wandele Robinson uh, picks wow. in the eighteen nineteen. I think those are a couple of nice dart throws for rookies to add depth. So I, I like the wide receiver room a lot. I like the tight ends. I like Hawk. Gasicki is your tight end too. And then uh Brevin Jordan's tight end three, especially knowing what we know about John Mechie now. And you yeah. know, so you got Brandon Cooks. You'll have uh Nico Collins in his second year. 
So we'll see. And then I like that stack with Davis Mills as your QB three. So QB looks solid. Uh, running back, you know, a little bit ri- a little bit of risk, but a lot of upside for the first two. Um, so I think that'll kind of be the catalyst to see where your team goes. Wide receiver week in and week out, you're gonna have great options. And tight end feels good. Uh, kicker to throw in if you need to for a flex play. Um, but uh, but yeah, overall top to bottom feels pretty well balanced and. Yeah, I think the risk is really at running back. That's where I chose to take some risk as well with my team this year. Uh, but, uh, you know, playing the waiver wire, see what happens. And, yeah, like you said earlier, it's possible that Kamara could avoid suspension for all year. And he could be a great value at the end of the fourth for a lot of teams that got him there. Or I, even in some other drafts, I think he was going into the fifth. So um, I, I think that's just uh, something different because I play in so much dynasty trying to retool my brain each summer for redraft <laughs> yeah. and figuring where I want to take some of those risks. Um, uh, especially in a league like this where there's no trading, it's just add yeah. drop uh, and pure fab. But, uh, but yeah, I think running back will be kind of the, the telltale for you as the first few weeks unfold. If uh, cook and Kamara are playing and healthy, um, I think you get a, you rattle off a pretty good record for the first few weeks here. And then once you hit bye weeks, kind of seeing what those combinations look like. But uh, I I feel like it's pretty safe to say you've got a good shot at going uh, three for three on playoffs this year. Oh, I like that. I, I, this team definitely, it, it's so funny because it hit a lot of the the notes that I was hoping to hit, you know, and, and it followed the build that I was hoping for it to to hit but um you know i got hawk um i felt like hawk fell yeah way further that's than a whole round or two later than most people took him i think and who who are who are tight end six and seven i feel like he's usually going tight end six or seven uh let me tell me somebody me, jumped up and took like dalton schultz and dawson knox before oh i i know i mean i, I shouldn't say i know but i'm almost positive that um Dalton Schultz went before uh TJ Hawkinson which is fine with me um let's see so that was 612 Zach Ertz went at 608 okay um let's see I'm just kind of scrolling here uh doesn't make for the best Dalton Schultz went at 510 okay so a full round before TJ Hawkinson and even Zach Ertz, who I like a lot going, you know, a few picks before him. I feel like is one of those things where, um, you know, you kind of fall off, but then Dallas Goddard didn't go until seven Oh eight. So, um, I'm not as high on Dallas Goddard as some people are. Yeah. But um, but I feel like that might even be a little late for him. Yeah, uh, but you got a uh, you got your guy Devonta Smith there too, so you got a piece of the Eagles' offense. I like to be. I, hey, I, people keep laughing at me when I say let, let's not just anoint AJ Brown as the dude, and no one else gets any because. Uh, Devonta Smith was a thousand yard receiver as a rookie last year. Yep. Uh, he has chemistry with Jalen Hurts, obviously. Now, AJ Brown can get in there right away and instant chemistry and those guys click right away. But 
you know, we see it a lot of times, you know, first year, new offense, it doesn't look as good as we hope it does. And, you know, it's not going to be year one for Devonta Smith. It's going to be year two, same offense, same quarterback. So um, I I don't want every, you know, I keep telling people, don't think that it's just going to be, you know, A.J. Brown to the moon and the rest of these guys are going to suffer because um, A.J. Brown's in town. So let's hit this next one here. Uh, what happened here? My uh, my share screen thing went went away. That's all right. While you figure that out, um, I'm gonna actually uh, make my exit here. Feel free to uh, take a look at my team if you feel so inclined. If you want to compare we'll notes, do that. there um, we'll do that. Give uh, give the listeners your view without the pressure of me staring at you here on camera. Uh, it's all good. Look forward to to seeing to seeing and hearing the notes afterwards. But yeah, we've got some guests in town, so I'm gonna. Cut it a little bit shorter tonight than usual, but uh, look forward to picking up next week with our guests and uh, seeing what we've got on the slate for them. Oh, man, I'm excited, man. Go have, go have fun with your guests, and uh, and thanks for another great week, man. It was Absolutely. So much fun, man. Totally. Thank you again for everybody who shared. And if we didn't get to your team, we'll definitely try to, to leave some comments uh, in the Twitter thread if we haven't already. So uh, have a good night, folks. We'll talk soon. All right. So we're gonna go. We're gonna go solo now. Just me breaking down at Topher K 44s team. Uh, Topher is in the capital of the Hunger Games division with me. So um, a lot of fun. Uh, great guy talking. He was right behind me, so we we were going back and forth at every other round, but. Uh, Let's hit this up. Christian McCaffrey at 111. Interesting pick. Um, I'm worried about the health with Christian McCaffrey. But you know what? In 1902, I I feel like a very smart move. Got got Deonta Foreman, who I think will be the backup. I don't think it'll be Chuba Hubbard. Um, he'll be starting Antonio Gibson along with Christian McCaffrey. So... I think a lot of risk there at the starting uh, running back spots. Rashad Penny is RB3. We know he has health concern. I like that Madison pick because at any time Dalvin Cook can be hurt, a guy that I took, and Alexander Madison can be a, a decent starter. Um, 202 Russell Wilson, love that pick. Great pick, Russell Wilson. It was a guy I think I would have taken at 201 if it wasn't for the conflicting bye week of Dak Prescott and the fact that Tom Brady was still hanging around. Um, and then waited late for, uh, for that QB two. So at nine Oh two, and then at 10, 11, uh, went Jared Goff and Carson Wentz. I think Jer- Jared Goff will be just fine this year. Um, a lot of weapons in town, you know, they're bringing back. I'm on Ross St. Brown. They drafted Jameson Williams. They have, uh, they, Got DJ Chark in free agency. They'll have uh, DeAndre Swift. They'll have TJ Hawkinson. Uh, so I think Jared Goff will be all right. Um, then the starting wide receivers for this team, Jamar Chase, A.J. Brown, and Deontay Johnson. <laughs> That's not a bad starting three at all. Um, and then... You know, it looks like Topher's build here was wide receiver heavy because um, Amari Cooper, 
the aforementioned Amara St. Brown to pair up with Jared Goff. Uh, Tim Patrick, who I love at 14-11, was a guy that I was uh, looking at in that area. I actually think if uh, Topher would have went in another direction, I think I had him lined up at 14-12, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, so that's a great pick as well. Jalen Tober, I mean, that guy might be a starting wide receiver for Dallas week one, depending on uh, what Michael Gallup looks like. So I love that pick as well. And then um, obviously uh, he took John Mechie before the news came out. Odell Beckham, we talked about that earlier. Love that pick. And then um, the the second to last pick, Curtis Samuel. Uh, maybe he and Carson Wentz can get something going, and that's a, a nice late uh, double up there. And then tight end, um, Bob Tanyan at 12-11, and Evan Ingram at 17-02. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I also miss Austin Hooper at 15-02. Um, man, this is, this is an interesting build because I, I feel like there is a lot of there's a lot of risk in the starting lineup. Christian McCaffrey's health. Obviously, if he stays healthy, I mean, dude could, dude will probably be on a lot of the teams that make the finals. Um, and Antonio Gibson. It just seems like for whatever reason, Washington doesn't like him. Uh, they re-signed J.D. McKissick, actually outbidding Buffalo, and then they draft Brian Robinson. Um, but the receivers are nice, man. QB one is nice. Um, but I, I think I think there's too many question marks here. I think Topher, unfortunately, um I don't think this team makes the playoffs. But the thing about it is is that if the high upside guys hit, like what it what if <laughs> We're we're all wrong about uh about Antonio Gibson. Like, what if they just decide like week three? Oh hey, you know, this guy, you know, this guy's really good. We need to stop trying to make this a whole uh a whole running back by committee. You know, like I said earlier, if uh if Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy. You know, there is some upside with Jared Goff. So, yeah, you know, I don't think it can make the playoffs. I don't think this team can make the playoffs. But the thing is, is that crazy things can happen. I mean, last year I took uh, I took Davis Mills literally as uh as Mr. Irrelevant, I had the 12th pick last year as well. And, you know, I was in the playoffs. I made the semifinals. So anything can happen. Anything can uh, can go on here. But you know what? Drew said, hey, man, take take a look at my team. Tell me what you think. So that's what we're going to do here. We're, uh, we're going to head over there and not be zoomed in on my big, ugly face. And here we go. Bring this up. So this is 
Drew's team. So 111, Jonathan Taylor. Good for you, man. I mean, I don't know how many divisions he made it to this point in the draft. Um, he's the only non-quarterback that I would have taken with one of my first two picks. I knew I was going quarterback, quarterback. Uh, I don't know if Drew was thinking the same thing. And then he got Jonathan Taylor and said, I can't, you know, I can't let this slide any longer. Um, but Jonathan Taylor at 111 then uh, waits until 611 to get J.K. Dobbins at running back to risk there. Um, if J.K. Dobbins is healthy, you're good to go. I think you have a, a great one-two punch. If he starts the regular season on the pup or he misses the first couple of weeks because of, you know, he's still trying to get back, you know, now your wide receiver too is, you know, Ronald Jones, who might be the starter in Kansas City. Who knows? Oh, or Brian Robinson. Uh, so the, there's some risk there. Uh, quarterback, 202, Russell Wilson, love the pick. So I feel like even though the first two picks weren't maybe the traditional quarterback, quarterback, uh, bang, bang, love the first two picks. And then 502, Mac Jones. What a what a good quarterback for this scoring system, this scoring setup. Guy's going to be accurate. He's not going to make a bunch of mistakes. He's not going to fumble the ball a lot. He's not going to throw a lot of interceptions. If you're not getting one of the top guys, this is this is a great guy to have as your QB two. And then uh, at fourteen, or excuse me, ten eleven. Zach Wilson, another high upside guy. And then 14-11, Kenny Pickett, high upside guy. So if you have an injury, you know, you have some risk, but you have some upside as well. The Jets have done a lot <laughs> around Zach Wilson. Uh, they drafted Elijah Moore last year. They use a top 10 pick on Garrett Wilson this year. They signed two tight ends in free agency. They get themselves. C.J. Ozama and Tyler Conklin. They draft Brees Hall in the second round. I mean, they have really kind of told everybody, like, we're going to do everything we can for Zach Wilson, and now Zach Wilson's got to go out and prove it. Kenny Pickett, all the same stuff I said about uh, Mitch Trubisky, you can say the same thing about Kenny Pickett. It's going to be a lot of great weapons there. Uh, now let's get to these wide receivers. So the starting three, 302, Jamar Chase, 411, Jalen Waddle, 702, DK Metcalf. If Jimmy Garoppolo ends up being the quarterback in in Seattle, but man, DK Metcalf, that stock is gonna go way up. And it is it is a nice three pack there with Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, DK Metcalf. And then right after that at 811, Devonta Smith. So just the top four is like, wow, good for you. Um, and then tight end um went later, Mike Gasecki at 902, Hunter Henry, the touchdown monster from last year at eleven oh two. And then I know it's Drew's Drew's favorite uh tight end at thirteen oh two, uh Noah Fant. Uh I like 
I, I like just the there's a lot of upside there. I think Mike Gasecki is going to do well in the Miami offense. Um, Hunter Henry, obviously, he was the red zone guy for Mac Jones this year. And I don't think they really drafted themselves another red zone threat. So you can probably expect to see a lot more of the same thing this year. And then Noah Fant. Again, what if Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback? You know, that's going to help Noah Fant as well. So um, I like the I like the upside that you have there. And I like kind of some of the built-in with Hunter Henry uh, touchdowns that you're going to get. Uh, Threw in a kicker at seventeen oh two with Matt Gay. You get anything from the from the Rams offense? I feel like you're doing a good job. Um, let's see some of the some of the depth. We uh, Jahan Dotson. I like that pick. Uh, shout out to to Bobby Koch. Um, really kind of showed me uh, showed me the light on Jahan Dotson when I was unsure about whether I liked them or not. Um, another Bobby, another Bobby Koch guy, Juan Dele Robinson in the 18th. Uh, he, Drew and I had similar thoughts at around the same time of the draft with, uh, with Juan Dele. Uh, Dearness Johnson at 1902, like that pick. Um, there has been talk about, uh, Kareem Hunt possibly getting traded, Dearness Johnson possibly getting traded. Uh, so, 1902, this could end up being a steal, especially if he ends up being the backup running back in Cleveland. Uh, Miles Gaskin, I mean, I probably wouldn't have drafted him under any circumstance, but you never know in Miami. It could be 100 guys. Uh, you know, it could be 100 guys, and it could end up landing on Miles Gaskin. Randall Cobb, Drew mentioned it a bunch of times, you know, get me the guy that probably has the best relationship with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Sammy Watkins went on, I think, the the non-football injury list or one of the lists. And then, you know, obviously, I feel like Drew had to end his Scott Fishbowl getting at least one Buffalo guy, so he... He ended up with Zach Moss, who I don't think will be a factor <laughs> for Buffalo this year, but I get it. You got to get your, your Buffalo lucky charm there. Um, I think this is a playoff team. I think we're going to be talking about Drew uh, in the playoffs. I like the starting lineup, and there is a lot of depth upside, which is like, you know, when you have – 10 guys, 12 guys that are going to be your bench. Like a couple of those guys just kind of statistically are going to hit, you know, if you have 12 options, you know, two or three of them, the upside is going to hit. You're going to be happy about it. And uh, the good news is, you know, a guy like Zach Moss or a guy like Miles Gaskin, who maybe I don't really like, those are the first guys that you probably cut when, you know, James Robinson comes back, for example, you know, and he he's starting to look good or, you know, I'm trying to, you know, maybe, you know, Zeke Elliott gets hurt and Tony Pollard. Be, oh, Tony Pollard will probably be on the team. Um, but, yeah, kind of when those guys come out of nowhere and, uh, and blow up, those are the guys you drop. So, yeah, I think this is a playoff team. I think um, 
I think Drew and I will be talking a lot about uh, a lot about what we're doing in the playoffs and how we're we're attacking it. Um, so on that note, you know what? I think uh, I think I'm going to get out of here. I want to thank everybody who was in the chat. Uh, chat was a good t- time. Angie was in there. Uh, we had a good time uh, taking a look at her team. Jesse, Corey, Mr. Scampers, love that name. That's a great name. Uh, thank everybody for coming in and uh, posting in the chat questions, comments. It's always a good time. Um, and if you're watching us right now, please hit subscribe. Please hit the bell. Please leave a comment. That all helps us out so much. Um, listen, if you're doing the podcast thing, Hey, appreciate you. An hour and 16 minutes is up where we're at right now. You stuck around. You listened to us uh, talk about Scott Fishbowl teams. Uh, it's a lot of fun for us, but we do it for you guys. So um, if someone maybe recommended it and you're listening to us and you like it, please hit subscribe. Um, if you're already subscribed, don't hesitate to rate and review if you can. It helps us out. It helps us reach more people. and. On that note, uh, I'm going to get out of here. And since I don't have anybody to say late this week, I guess I have to do it late. Mm-hmm.